I think it's really important that we hold them highly accountable because when you continue to promote the person, it's pretty much saying that you're okay with what they're doing. When you continue to put money into their pockets, money that he's used to fund his sex cults, money that he uses as power to actually abuse these women, that's where the accountability lies. When you continue to bring in revenue and support this person, you're supporting their actions. Why do you think we're in this moment now when the voices of women who've suffered abuse are being heard in a much stronger way than before? I think because of things like the Mute R. Kelly movement, where they actually have people standing behind them, one, willing to listen, two, willing to believe them, and three, willing to demand that they receive their justice. For a really long time, when people would come forward, especially in the entertainment industry, it would kind of be swept under the rug or the perception that, you know, they put themselves in that position. The accusations against R. Kelly have been going on for over 20 years now. But some say, since he hasn't been found guilty of anything, these are all allegations. So why does it matter? You know, why can't I just enjoy the music? Why is everyone set on taking him down? What would your response be to that? That those are also people who need to be held accountable. When you're willing to turn a blind eye and continue to put money in his pockets, you're continuing to support his actions. You have somebody who was indicted on 21 counts of child pornography. That's a problem. So the Mute R. Kelly movement is nationwide in association with the Time's Up movement, and it seems to have been successful in that it led to the cancellation of the singer's concert in Chicago a full week before the concert. Why do you think we're maybe not seeing the same kind of momentum as the movement has seen in Chicago? I think a big part of it is just the silence. This isn't the first time that the venue or host in this community have been asked to be held accountable for hosting certain people in certain events. But I also think they really underestimated the power behind, one, the letter, and two, the actual movement. I think they assumed that because in Chicago, R. Kelly has more of a presence, that it was a stronger expectation. I don't think they expected us to have people coming in town from Georgia, people coming down from Virginia, from Asheville, Charlotte, to come and support this action. I think they truly underestimated what was going to take place. You know, to have R. Kelly come into a space is to say, you know what's okay? Sexual abuse is okay. Sexual conditioning is okay. And it's okay when it's happening to young black and brown girls. Truthfully, if R. Kelly's victims were of a different race, would he be coming to the Greensboro Coliseum? How do you feel about the place of black women in the Me Too movement? Is it different now than maybe when it first began? Or are there obstacles? I don't think it's any different. I think the space of black women in the Me Too movement is similar to black women in any movement. We've led it. And we kind of got pushed to the back at one point, but we're still here. We're still doing the groundwork. We're still doing the heavy lifting. So I think now it's the same that it's always been. We're still demanding to be heard. It's just the ongoing, we're demanding that our heart and our abuse is validated because that's what's not happening. When white women came forward with the Me Too movement, it was tons of sympathy and tons of demands and tons of justice being rolled out. And a lot of people taken off the air without being charged. Whereas when black women are coming forward, it's nothing. It's silence. So we're looking for people to silence R. Kelly the same way they've silenced black women in our abuse. Well, Brandy Collins Calhoun, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you.